Welcome to Budo, the Way of the Warrior podcast. This podcast is a collection of historical and philosophical references, contemplations, lectures, and exchanges with David M. Valadez, his students, and guests. Podcasts are recorded on the mat at the Ascension Center in Southern California and in studio. These podcasts are provided to cultivate the warrior on the way and to add light to their path. All right, uh, this is not a new conversation with you all. Uh, we've had it many times, and we'll have it many more times. So even though brief, it's really quite long. Um, I posted some information on St. John's Dark Night of the Soul. If you haven't recognized it, Many of you are in the dark night, okay? I posted some summaries in there by other people uh, so you could understand a little bit to get in the ballpark for what I'm about to tell you. If you're new and be you're new, uh, you'll just uh, maybe get echoes of this when we have this conversation for you. Okay. Um, I would tell you that perspective counts. And I'll give you my perspective. And it's quite different from the people that were commenting on it. So there'll be some overlap, but in some areas it will be radically different. Um, my perspective is uh, 12 years of graduate level study of religion across the globe in history. Um, my experience is that I've actually had the mystical experience and have gained agency in having it over and over. And also, I am a teacher that has people under me trying to gain that same agency. If you look at the people that we're talking, they don't have all three of those things. Many of them come from just the academic view, don't have the experience. Many of them are not belabored by the teacher role. And many of them only know their own tradition and not the world's traditions. I think St. John's treatise is very easy to understand. When you're in the dark night. But before you're in it, it doesn't really, you're like, whatever. But he tells you that at the beginning. There's a difference in Catholic tradition. They talk about a distinction between spiritual desolation and the dark night. They're not the same. Spiritual desolation is something your ego does to you. And the dark night is something God does to you. Spiritual desolation is what some of you may have felt 
that brought you here. The world had grabbed you, and you could feel it destroying you. You know, it reminds me of in the, I think it's in The Hobbit, maybe the Lord of the Rings where Bilbo, you know, he's carrying that ring. The ring is the embodiment of all that is destruction, all that is evil. And he utters some phrase that he feels like butter spread too thin on a piece of bread. It's making him feel that way. And it's probably what you felt some of you that brought you here. Maybe you observed other people be destroyed by the world with its mental health crisis and its addiction and its inability to suffer and victim mentality. The total deconstruction of every single centering or grounding emotional, psychological construct as we dismantle our culture. That would be spiritual desolation. St. John tells us what has to happen and why the dark night happens. And he tells you how to get through it too. He tells you right quick. You don't, he, I don't know why he talks so much, to tell you the truth, okay? It's right quick. It's near the beginning, okay? So what happens is you come maybe from a state of spiritual desolation. Maybe you realize in your beginning training that you were in a state of spiritual desolation. And you start to involve yourself in the practice we call the way. But as I have told you many times, you will usurp the way. You will not practice the way truly. You will do it by worldly means. You will slightly interpret everything just enough so that it makes sense to your worldly self. This is when he says, that a man will define God by himself instead of defining himself by God. It's the same exact thing that Chiba Sensei said when he talked about the self-indulgence that Aikidoka have, where they start to warp and tweak and change the art to meet where they are now, as opposed to change themselves to the ideals of the art. And this is how you end up. There's no martiality. There's no spiritual maturity. There's no internal aspects. There's no kokyu and aiki, not for real. All that has to change. The definitions have to change. Do you see? And what is martial has to change. And what Aikido is actually doing, all that has to change. So it's not martial anymore. Now history has to change. It's all the self-indulgence that Chiba Sensei spoke about. But it was said in the 1500s by St. John. 
You come to the practice and you usurp the practice. You don't actually do it. So he gives examples. He, he, we can hear it echoed in Merton too, where people get a pride in their humility. They start arguing over who's more humble. He gives an example. Oh, this crucifix, uh, they keep changing crucifix. Can you imagine this? It's the 1500s. And you, it's the same problem. It's the same human problem. The damn monk won't just get the rosary and just work the rosary. There's, they have a fancy to it. Do you see? Not this rosary, that rosary. I'm going to change the rosary again. I'm going to change the rosary again. And they're constantly thinking about what other people are thinking about them. Did I sing beautifully today? Did I appear holy today? Do you see? It's just the world in the monastery itself. It was being said back then. And we read it in that one Zen book with the attic in the monastery. He's just wasting his time. He's got the robes, he's got the Zen name, but he's just living the world. Do you see? That's what we do. That is what we do. Because as we say in our lineage here, there is a homeostasis to the ego. It does not let go so easily. It's why we say the sick mind cannot cure the mind. Interprets everything to reify itself, to not change. And St. John recognizes that. And you have to go through that phase. You have to go through that phase. Some of you have gone through that phase. Some of you are not going to go through it. You're trying to uh, do Aikido light, you're trying to do Sension Center light. You're like, I don't come this much, I don't come that much. I'm actually, I think I might be going here in a little bit. You know, you're trying to do it light. You want to dip a toe in. But it's the same thing. It's that same ego. The ego doesn't want to risk it. Doesn't want to risk it. But if you do risk it and you actually get in the water... You reach this point. You reach this point where that just doesn't work anymore. It hits you hard. Now, if you have a modern so-called practice, it doesn't hit you hard. It just doesn't. This is why modern spirituality is so dead. Because it's all an intellectual thing. You go listen to the lecture of the teacher, do you see? And you just kind of struggle with this crap. But you get to go home and you get to watch Netflix and you get your sugar addictions and maybe you have your glass of wine, you see? Our houses, our homes are all designed with that homeostasis in place. It's all there. 
You don't have the monastery that St. John had, where there was nowhere to go. You still had to wake up. You still had to say your prayers. You still had to do your work. You still had all your rituals to do. You still had all your social hierarchy to address. There was no escape. So it hits you hard that it's not working. You're in the monastery and you're suffering. Because you went there because of the spiritual desolation, do you see? And in some ways, you're suffering worse. It's a worse suffering because it brings a desperation because the very means of your relief is the very means of your suffering now. And you didn't have that when you were outside the monastery. But the modern person, they don't really have that problem because they go home to the counter monastery, do you see? They go home to the Americanist house where it's all addiction and dopamine and distraction and entertainment and ego reification. All intoxicants everywhere. So you don't feel the dark night. You don't feel the desolation. We got a pill for it. We got a wine for it. We got something for it. But here it's different because it's not just a lecturer. There's a practice, do you see? There's an actual practice. And the fact that you keep acting worldly, the fact that you keep attempting to do the art through your ego tripartite hits you in the face every time you get on the mat and cannot actually do the art. Because the art is a means of awakening because it requires awakening. It requires an ego reconciliation, a fear reconciliation, a pride reconciliation. And that's what St. John's talking about. You don't do that at first, do you see? And so you start to suffer here. If, you, if this dojo was just a place where you exercise and you get your certificates and you go to your seminars and you go party after your seminars, do you see? You'd be fine. But we don't have certificates and we don't do seminars. There's just, can you do the art Are you awakened enough? Can you reconcile your ego? Can you, with agency, tap into the second mind aspect or not? So what happens in your day, I imagine that some of you throughout the day go, fuck. But most of the time, the world's got you, do you see? But when you get back on the mat, holy crap. You're in in St. John's dark night, do you see? 
And if, and, and if you keep yourself there, if you know, I'm not there yet, I'm going to show up tomorrow, it's going to be the same exact thing. I cannot do it, do you see? The new person kind of sidelines that. I can't do it because I'm new. But the person that's gone through this and has usurped the training for a long time, they start to go into this spiritual crisis. I cannot do it. There's no yet to it, do you see? You have a yet in the beginning. There's no yet to it now. That's where the crisis comes in. It's just beyond you. That's the dark night. But if you look at what you were doing, why you're in that dark night, why you can't do the art, it's the same reason. It's the same reason. If you think about it this way, let's look at it in terms of yin and yang. The, you feel a pressure, don't you? You feel a force, a burden, a weight, some sort of negative charge. That's what's getting you. It manifests itself in depression, in anxiety, in hesitation, even in the desire to quit. He tells you all that there in the 15th century. He tells you, this is what you do. But you're caught. That's why it's a dark night. You're caught. But if you look at why you're caught, it's the same thing. This is where the faith comes in. This is the hardest thing for moderns to understand about Aikido. That force that is pushing on you is created by you. If you would simply disappear, let go of your ego, you could harmonize with this force. You can achieve Aiki, you can seek and gain communion if you can empty yourself of that worldly nature. The fear, the pride, the dichotomous mind, if you could tap into the second mind aspect, everything is perfect. There's nothing lacking. This is not an oppositional force. This is exactly what is needed because it is exactly what is. But you don't have the faith that you created the force because you pushed back on it, because you rejected it. Because out of fear, you did those things. Out of pride, you did those things. You don't have that faith. And St. John tells you, you know what? People that got the faith, they barely notice that they passed through the dark night at all. It just... But people that don't have this faith and they don't realize you're doing this to yourself, they got to go through it. It gets really powerful. It gets really intense. Imagine, you guys know, you have all pushed on my stance before, and you will get exhausted before you move me. But imagine I don't let you sit down, and I tell you to keep pushing, and keep pushing, and keep pushing. How are you going to feel? How is that going to feel? That's going to be it. That's a torture. That's a torture. 
that's very similar to what you're doing. You, you are pushing. You are pushing. You are forcing things. Because that makes sense in the world. Fear makes us activate the will to power and makes us want to conquer the thing we're afraid of, to force it into weakness. But Aiki is the opposite. It is not the overpowering of an enemy. It is transcending the distinction between myself and the other. There is no enemy. You don't yet believe it. So you come in worldly ways to your practice. You're going to sit zazen really hard. You're going to force yourself into all these classes. You're going to force yourself to come in no matter how afraid you are as uke. You're going to force yourself to not watch Netflix all night. To tell your significant other, I'll see you after this. But the problem is, it doesn't work that way. That is not how you tap into the second mind aspect. That is not. In St. John's discourse, that is not how God comes into you. You have to empty yourself. It is a passive process. You don't go as some sort of butterfly net and catch God. You empty yourself and the divine comes in. This is the very Chikon Kishin of O-sensei. That is what it is. You empty yourself and the divine comes in. And as I said, that is the same process across history and across the planet. And it is the same mistake. I am going to force this to happen. So in St. John's discourse, he's all like, go ahead and try to kick God's ass. See what happens to you. And so he tells you, look, God is going to make all of this stuff just not work until you get so exhausted like you're pushing on your teacher's stance, that you finally stop pushing. And you won't do that until you empty yourself. And when you empty yourself, God is there. It's the same thing. You watch my Aikido, and you're so sure that you understand it, and that the power is coming from that same modality, but it's not. It's coming from a total emptiness. The very moment where you feel the urge to overpower your uke is where I let uke do whatever, where I just 
fade away, disappear, empty. It's the exact opposite of what you think is happening. Well, you're going to suffer this dark night for as long as that takes. But unfortunately, even though we have a practice that tells you, look, you're still in it, you have to pay attention. We don't have as good a technology as St. John did with his monastic system. You can lose enough of yourself at work, at home, all the places you're off the mat where you can practice your pushing and your worldly ways. And you are what you practice. You get good at what you do most. And there's no way your mat time is going to be most of your day. You have to be the one to make this your way, the way of non-contestation, the way of emptying yourself. The faith required to let go. That is what we do here. That is Budo. That is Aikido. And that is the way through the dark night. This concludes this episode of Budo, the Way of the Warrior podcast. For more information, please visit sentiencenter.com. S-E-N-S-H-I-N-C-E-N-T-E-R.com. Or find us at Facebook at Sension Center and on our YouTube channel at Sension One. Thank you for listening.